Prologue I'm in trouble, Halcyon Holland mumbled. With blurred vision, she stared at her second-born child, a baby boy eight pounds and seventeen inches long. Healthy and handsome with long lashes, brown sugar skin, and even one dimple in his right cheek like his grandma. His head full of fine black curly hair would be the envy of synthetic hair wearers. Halcyon sniffed to capture the tears that threatened as her reality set in. She was a 34-year-old mother of a three-year-old daughter and now a son. Her baby twisted his mouth as if he was about to fret, then seemed to change his mind and settled back to sleep. As she snuggled him closer, Halcyon caught a glimpse of her fake wedding band, a symbol of her counterfeit status of belonging to someone who loved her. She had purchased the cheap ring to keep outsiders from classifying her single motherhood status as the taboo baby's mama. But it also served as a reminder that she had lived beneath her privilege as a woman of God, or rather, a former Christian woman. It had been a while since she stepped foot in anybody's church. Her granny told her over and over to respect herself and leave the loser before she got pregnant. God never intended for you to have a family without benefits. In the four years that she and Scott Taylor Jr. had been living together, he had never hinted at a forever with her. Not during the first year they lived together, nor the following year, when she had secretly hoped her disguised, unplanned pregnancy would nudge Scott into marrying her. The best-laid plan had backfired. Even months earlier, when she had had enough of his non-committal self, and walked out on him after she said, "'Scott, I am pregnant again.' This time it was unplanned, and a complete surprise." What she had craved was his strong arms wrapped around her, Scott professing his love and capping the moment off with the proposal. Instead, she was met with a blank expression. Halcyon had held out hope that Scott would come to his senses when she packed up Ashanti and her things and walked out of their apartment. I'm moving back in with Mom. Their argument had been ugly. Hurtful things were tossed out between them, but in the end, Scott let her go. The weeks turned into months for Halcyon, living back home with her mother, sister, and her two nephews. Her absence hadn't affected Scott as she had hoped. Halcyon had been nothing more than a roommate and bed partner. His life went on as usual without missing a beat. Six months after that, Boxes arrived at the Holland residence with a note. I guess you like where you're living. Here are the rest of your things. Scott. That night she cried harder than she ever had. Halcyon had gambled with that relationship and lost. Those close to her knew the ring was a sham, but no one ever commented on it except her sister Desi's brother-in-law, who had volunteered to be her Lamaze partner. All the Holland women, her mother, sister, grandmother, and her, considered Desi's husband, Michael's older and only brother, Zachary, part of the family instead of an in-law. Since I don't like the latest trend of a woman proposing to a man, I'm sure not crazy about a woman buying herself a commitment ring either.
Zachary Bishop had stated as a man with the authority of a no-nonsense sibling. Any ring buying should come from the man. At least let me buy it for you. That offer came from a bachelor who had yet to ask any woman to be his wife. The more Halcyon had thought about it, she realized she could count on two fingers the number of times he had dated since she had known him. Plus, he was a man with money and consumed with building his franchises. The endearing side of him was how he made time to play big brother to her and her other two sisters. She didn't know if he had broken any hearts like Scott had hers, but one heart he hadn't broken was her daughter's. It seemed as if he was at Ashanti's beck and call.